0: ATSI Local 212 represents over 1,000 artists, technicians, and craftspeople working in Southern Alberta's entertainment industry. In the screen industry, they service projects with budgets ranging from $100,000 to $100 million. Recent increases to local production volumes have led to increased outreach and training. They promote respectful workplaces, safety, fairness, and first-rate benefits for their members. Local 212 is open to partnering with other industry stakeholders on training and marketing initiatives. They offer an informative set etiquette course each month, which is open to all. To learn more about them, please check out their website, iatse212.com, or like and follow them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Happy podcasting!
1: Hello and welcome to the Alberta Filmwakers Podcast. I'm Matt Waterworth. I'm Scott Westby. And we are back for another week of information about the, the Story Summit stuff especially, but also our usual conversation around film and filmmaking and the screen industries in Alberta. Scott, how was your weekend in Story Summit? Uh, it was so good. Yeah. So good, man. I love that conference. Yeah, it was a blast, uh, as usual. It's, um, yeah, it's really, really good. And just, you know, I was saying to some students that were there, it's like, you know, I don't I don't go to like a lot of concerts or um you know i i don't i just don't spend a lot of money on on stuff like that but i will i will you know if the camera operator for three billboards the best movie of the year i think is is going to be there <laughs> that's a rock star man like you got to go you got to spend some money on that so um yeah absolutely and i mean it's such a like it's not a you
0: know it's not like a Banff World media festival it's it's yeah. more casual it's it's way less stressful and it's all about learning and sharing uh and meeting people and yeah it's the best uh, you know i'm, I'm really uh, happy that Appy puts it on, uh, and I hope they continue to do so.
1: Yeah, and we're so thankful as well for this uh, uh, this partnership we're doing with Story Summit. We are uh, we're kind of crushed for time a little bit right now, so we're just going to zip through some of the news. But um, we do have Megan Lau from Story Hive directly as part of our Story Summit series, and we're super excited about that. But uh, the Canadian Screen Awards have been going on. Uh, yeah, a bunch of crazy stuff coming from that. Um, and one of the most exciting things, recent guest of the show, um, just got his second Canadian Screen Award, uh, Mr. Andrew Fung. Who who deserves it. He's so good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty amazing yes. to beat uh, – um, I'm forgetting who it was. Um,
0: Dan Aykroyd. Of, Dan
1: Aykroyd, one of the Ghostbusters. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and Dan
0: Levy, I think, was nominated for, yeah, the same yeah. category for Schitt's Creek. And he's fantastic at Schitt's Creek. So Amazing. Yeah, it's really great. Uh, so congrats to Andrew. And, and there's so many people from, from Alberta, too, who also – took some awards home um peter oldring from uh from he's calgary raised uh, for his work on this is that um, right right which is hilarious um and winona uh,
1: earp got a digital award of some kind i think right
0: yeah that's right um and then uh, the secret albert the former life of amber valley took home a, a prize for best nonfiction web programmer series global edmonton uh won a screen award for best news for uh, Fort McMurray wildfire anniversary video. There's another Fort McMurray, the roadblock project from global uh, that also won. So uh, I think there was a few last night. Uh, we haven't gotten the, uh, the updates on who the, uh, out of that group is from Alberta, but uh, it's so fantastic to see such great representation.
1: Yes. And congratulations to all the filmmakers, but especially the Alberta filmmakers.
0: Right. <laughs> It'd be different if it wasn't the Alberta filmmakers podcast, but right. the Alberta filmmakers are the better ones, you know, yes. in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, So what is this Arctic Indigenous Fund? Uh, Yeah, this is really cool. Um, It looks like – I'm
0: just trying to pull this thing out. Yeah, so uh, the the Canada Media Fund has partnered with a bunch of other Nordic uh, film groups like the International Sami Film Institute, the Nunavut Film Development Corporation, uh, Greenland Filmmakers, and uh, Archie Russia, and they all kind of joined together to create this Arctic Indigenous film fund um they signed this fund and uh, the agreement will be preserved in a traditional Sami chest um over 120 reps from the international film and tv industry were president of the conference cool uh yeah so you know a bunch of different countries involved and their their aims to support high quality film and tv productions and co-production with indigenous peoples in arctic regions and create new financing models that facilitate uh ab production by indigenous peoples in the arctic Very so cool. cool and and you know uh so so great to have the, for those people to have an opportunity like this to uh, to tell their stories. So i yeah, really happy that that exists.
1: Right on. Yeah. There's another news item here from Telephone Canada releasing a, a strategic plan for 2018 to 2020. They're calling C Bigger. Um, right. And it looks like the mission, the telephone mission uh, does not change, they say. The strategic plan is to continue to evolve uh, and set the course for the next phase to help Canada uh, make to help make Canada the world's largest producer of independent content, which is. An awesome goal
0: yeah that's a that's a great goal I, i'm behind that one for sure yeah for sure um the uh the canada uh, the, a bunch of entertainment uh collectives um created uh, canada's uh code of conduct for the entertainment industry basically so um, they uh they've drafted a new collective code of conduct that, you know in response to all the me too allegations and everything else uh, oh, uh, flooding the that. industry okay. yeah, And so yeah. it's intended yeah, this is yeah. Tina was telling us about this. Uh, it's intended to help prevent and respond to harassment, including sexual harassment, discrimination, bullying, and violence. Uh, and it has like these steps that are outlined for policies and procedures that maintain zero tolerance for such behavior. So this is great to have, kind of a you know a, a template document to look at, uh, and we can all kind of take to our productions uh, and make sure that we continue uh, the great work uh, you know being done by all the people in the industry who are you know providing a safe workplace.
1: Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. So let's get over to this interview with Megan Lau. We just sure. we just did it yesterday uh, in Banff. It was really awesome, and um, you know Storyhive has been a sponsor of the show. They're a sponsor of Story Summit, and uh, they were of course on hand for us to sit down and really pick Megan's brain about about you know the nuts and bolts of how you know a lot of the questions about you know voting and and um, you know who you know who owns the film and how everything works at Storyhive. You know we, we, we I think we got some really great first-hand information from uh, Megan about some probably some frequently asked questions that, that you might have when you're looking at applying or even receiving a, a StoryHive grant so yeah absolutely she was surprisingly candid yeah yeah <laughs> too totally. totally. which,
0: which uh, I, I didn't know what to expect I'm not saying that I didn't expect it but uh, yeah you never know, you know with these kind of organizations if you know they kind of want to keep some stuff close to the chest because you know it opens up some other questions. But uh, yeah, I was really, really impressed and pleased with uh, how much she was willing to share.
1: Yeah. And it's, uh, it seems to only be growing and getting bigger. And um, so I'm looking forward to uh, the future of stories. Sorry. Story hive as well. There's a lot of story things. Yeah, there are <laughs> story summit story. Hive. Um So thank you again to uh, story summit for uh, making this possible and uh, continuing our, our story summit series. And here's Megan Lyle. Okay. I'm so excited. We've, because when we started this podcast, one of the first couple of episodes, we did a little series called the Story Hive series. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were kind of spotlighting people who had applied to, geez, I don't even, it must have been a digital, I think it was a digital short. Second one, maybe? Because yeah, it would have been 2015 yeah. fall. I, yeah, so yeah. Anyway, Story Hive was like on our radar right away. It was like, if you go back to the archives of the, we've got episodes just about Story Hive. It's very cool. So, but we've never had someone who can kind of speak from the perspective of StoryHive. So we're here with you, Megan. Thank you for being here. Thanks um, for having me. And and can you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and, and kind of ending with how you ended up at, at StoryHive and, and what you do there?
2: Sure. Actually, I'll start with what I do at StoryHive. So sure. my title officially is I'm the Manager of Communications Engagement and Equity, which means oh, I sweet. look over um, marketing and communications um, outreach to both BC and Alberta. Um, and then I'm also initiating any kind of programs um, that are related to diversity. And that, I mean, there's not things that we do that are specific to diversity. It's really woven into everything yeah, well, that how, we do. Yeah, that's kind of how you have to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. but there's, we know we can always do more. So that's something that's a huge passion for me. And so I'm very actively looking for ways that we can improve our program to be more inclusive, more equitable, more just, basically, so that more people can tell their stories right. and express themselves and have a chance to participate in creativity. Cool. That's really... Inspiring to me. That's
1: fantastic. Yeah.
2: Um, so I come to this job like having no film and television background, actually.
0: Okay.
2: Um, Marketing I, background, though? No, not no? even. Oh, awesome. like, I'm kind That's of yeah. self taught. <laughs> okay. I'm just very, very um passionate about artists. Like I'm kind of more on that administrative side. So I mean, we were just talking about. You know, building relationships and how important that is. Like, I see that every day in my work and like how my career so far. So, I went to school. I studied communication, so not marketing specifically. Right. Like, I was just interested in how media impacts society. Sure. Sure. Like, I really wanted to like write a really long paper about madmen You know, cool. like, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and what that said about gender today or something right. yeah, like that. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Like, I. I I wish I could do that now. Um, <laughs> I, I want to go down that
1: route right now, but we yeah.
2: can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I ended up doing a master's in publishing because I was really interested oh, cool. in um, doing magazine publishing. Cool. But uh, the first year that I was doing my master's, the iPad came out, and that oh, so just a, it
1: blew it all up. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. yeah.
2: But not a, as much
1: as we thought. I remember well, thinking, this is the end of books. The end of, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, that hasn't quite happened. No. But no. now, I mean, if you go shop at Chapters Indigo, I mean, is it a bookstore? Or is it mm. where you buy a blanket?
1: Yeah. Right. right. And <laughs> knickknack and yeah. the yeah. Drivers,
2: yeah. <laughs> So it's completely changed. Right. And so I think the nature of creativity and creative work has completely changed. Right. And you have to be adaptable. And so, like, I'm... I'm happy that I'm I'm just passionate about all kinds of art. Cool, you know. And so then I got this opportunity, basically. Story called me.
1: Wow, cool. Yeah, fantastic, nice. <laughs>
2: and I was like, and as I learned more more about it, I was like, wow, this is my dream job. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. That's
0: amazing. Do you, this is kind of a uh, really high high level, maybe weird question, but do you feel like um, I, you might be the best qualified dancer of anyone we've spoken to? Do you feel like society values art? artistic expression more these days or less because of how technology has opened up our access to mm-hmm. art do you feel like we're because we're so inundated with it that we don't put as much value on it or because we can get it for free or is it like we understand it more now and we feel like oh this is amazing like
1: what's your what's your that's thinking a on that great yeah question. Yeah. A great question. And, and we haven't mentioned to the audience that we're here at story summit yeah right Bam- where we're all thinking about Bam- this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we're being yeah we're, we've got data and info and yeah so that's a great question <clears throat>
2: Um, I think people can't live without stories, and when we're talking about stories, we're really talking about, like, I can't live without my Netflix account. Right. I can't live without my Spotify subscription. Right, right. Right? Um, and I think even though, like, frankly, probably a lot of people are stealing stuff and they expect it for free, yeah. um, I will – like, if Spotify doubles the – subscription fee, I will probably still pay yeah. for it. Right. Like it's yeah. pretty essential to my right. life now.
0: That's, that's such a great answer a story. Yeah. You know, cause it's true. Yeah. Like that's what we're all hooked on. Right. It's yeah. like, and, and because the news cycle's getting so much faster and we're able to just watch more, you know, we just crave it more and more yeah. and more all the time. And
2: when you think about something like a platform like Instagram, like we are literally always watching stories. So we're watching stories on the toilet. Right. Yeah. right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And everyone yeah. is involved in the production of that. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And so are you conscious that you value it? Probably, Probably most n- people not right, right but, but you're addicted
0: to it, right? You're so it's like absolutely yeah. So you might not it. conscious yeah. that you value you know cigarettes, but if you're addicted to
1: them, yeah. But yeah, the way I notice that if if it's an addiction is when I'm watching stories and then someone who I expect to have a story doesn't have a story. I go, "Where's their story today?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Oh, I, I can't believe I even noticed that because it's so right. innocuous hmm. that I'm just yeah. Um, I, yeah. yeah, I
0: can't wait or imagine the day where I don't hear anything about Trump. Can you imagine like, what that <laughs> day would feel like? <laughs> um, so so it brings up this whole story hive, the, the name story hive. Uh-huh. Um, tell me about that, about like how broad of thinking that is and, and where they kind of how they approach this whole because they blew up our industry, I would say, in a great way. Absolutely.
2: That's right. great to hear. Yeah, I well, absolutely. I actually like. I've not been around for that long, so oh, I okay. don't quite know. So
0: before Story Hive, the only way really to get money for anything was was through the AFA for something you know that that level, right? Yeah, which was about fifteen thousand bucks. Sorry, and... I
2: thought you meant in terms of like, well, how did the name come around? Yeah, well, that too. I mean, the name yeah. you know
0: implies a, a, a more strategic thinking, I think, and more.
2: I think the um, – well, we're we're moving away from anything that refers specifically to, like, bees and hives. Right. Like, the, the identity used to reflect that a lot. Yeah. But that ethos is still there in terms of, like, you work collectively. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and you're crowd, your crowdsourcing totally. content in a way. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And it absolutely was – it was so innovative on the part of the people that started the program to um, funnel the – this pot of funds into people right you know like rather than competing in the like right. prestige programming right arena is that,
1: and is that why i because i just assumed this and i don't know but is that why story Hive came about was because TELS was becoming a broadcaster and and there had to be some money set aside for public access is that correct
2: more or less so we're not a broadcaster
1: Tell us, isn't a broadcast?
2: No, we don't have any channels. We don't oh, have okay. any linear channels. Oh, okay. But it's because we do sell cable. Right.
0: So it's part of a part of a larger kind of CRTC mandate. Exactly. To get back, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah.
2: And so most people, you'll see, they'll have the linear channel. They decided we're going totally digital. Right. And that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And invest in the creative communities yeah. in BC and Alberta.
0: Yeah, okay. So right. so when mm-hmm. when story i started that was I mean the first the first round I think it was like six
1: projects, maybe
0: five five digital shorts, five digital shorts that mm-hmm. were made. We were um, just hanging
1: out with one of the filmmakers Spencer Esther Brooks. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um and we're good friends with Olaf too who did, yeah. who did uh, Hello, World. Hello World. And I remember being at the Ampia Awards the following year, mm-hmm. which is kind of the Alberta Film and Television Awards and uh, most of the projects were up for awards and we started realizing like, oh, this is like what a great way to to Get quality work, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't just about you know ten thousand dollars. It was about oh, um, grassroots bringing up that next generation of filmmakers. Mm-hmm. Totally.
2: Um,
1: There's a question, you know, when when um, when we get uh, potential students to the State Film and Video Program. In order to apply, you have to fill out a, a questionnaire where you go to someone who is working in the industry mm-hmm. and say what is it What is it like?" And they basically, the instructors want guys like Scott and I to say. It sucks, and here's the reality, and it's 14-hour days and all that yeah. stuff, so that they get that before they go, <laughs> they, into they scare away a lot of the students, I think, <laughs> yeah, which is smart. Yeah. Um, but one of the questions is, what is the outlook like for uh, film and television in Alberta right now? Is it, would you say the industry is is looking up? And mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, and it's because of story story I as well as like the film center and, and a lot of exciting things. But I don't think, like you say, Scott, there, I don't think there's been a time. Certainly not in, like, the 10 years that we've been no. in the industry where there's more funds available for filmmakers. Completely and Have is a huge part of that.
0: Yeah, and, and a critical part yeah. m- very quickly. Um, so you, we've been talking a lot. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Why don't you talk for a while? What, what has this sparked in your, in your uh, comments about this? Or? I'm just
2: thinking about, like, so we say a lot that we find... F- filmmakers. We don't fund films. Right. And, um, so I think that we're really aligned in that sense. Like, um, we need to build pathways from people getting their first $10,000 from story hive to be able to do their next thing. That's like right. bigger and bigger right. and bigger. Right. And part of that is like that we build partnerships with like minded organizations, right? Like you're making these connections here in Alberta and we need to make the connections also to telefilm and all the broadcasters right. yeah. and make sure that, um, they know about the story hive creators. Right. Because they're doing awesome work. Yeah, but that's exactly they're true. They're also really focused on what their project is, right? Maybe it's their first time in there learning and that like they should really invest and spend time on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um and so we want to support them by giving them training and also connecting them to people that like should see them work see their work. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a little bit of what's happening in the background as well. Like people think we're just looking at the films and we get to cut the check and it like yeah, ends exactly. there. Right. There's so much relationship building. Right. Along and well, the way. And the training
0: too is so, so critical. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah.
1: Tell us about the, the NSI connection and the partnership yeah. there.
2: Yeah. So um if you are one of our lucky grantees uh, along with getting your fabulous grant, you also are paired with a mentor from the NSI um, sometimes even two. Um And, th- i've I've heard those partnerships can be really, really invaluable' cause I know for a fact that they are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and you know, so like especially if it's your first film, like just to be able to have someone there for you, like your um. What was that like? Who wants to be a millionaire what was the, like call a friend. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a friend. Right. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. And so we were talking to some young state students here yesterday at lunch and they're like, Oh, what like what would I do if I ran into this and this and there? It was just like call your mentor or Absolutely. call your Absolutely. your project manager mm-hmm. on Story Hive team should really be there to support you as well. Because so we great. want you to succeed. Totally, yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. so
1: great that, that you that you have that you provide the mentor because you know what we often uh, look at when we're applying to a grant is uh, you know who can we attach to this as an executive producer, mentor person? Mm-hmm. The the application may not ask for it, mm-hmm. but it but it says to the funder, you know, we're gonna get this done no matter what. Yeah, if we, we know that, that we don't know everything. Right. We have someone to go to awesome. who's gonna help us yeah. course correct. Right, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it's I think it's great that you
0: do and, that. And I think a lot of filmmakers, um, you know, have this kind of maverick attitude of of. Uh, I might not know everything, but I'm going to figure it out myself. Right. Um, and I think that can be a huge misstep and that's a For lesson sure. that I've learned painfully a lot of times because I'm pretty stubborn and, and proud. I think, <laughs> about that. Um, so, so to kind of put a mentor on a new filmmaker, I think can teach them not only what, whatever the mentor teaches them, but the value of having someone like that. Yeah to to just ask questions of and work just work with in that capacity. You know,
2: like in any industry when we look at our heroes, we're like the person succeeded because they had a mentor and they always give credit to that person, right? right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for
1: sure. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Uh so uh, I'd I like to get into the more of the nitty-gritty about the application process and, and the grants and so yeah. um so when when things started off every every edition was a voting Thing. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I mean tell us about voting a why that's part of the whole process.
2: It's something that we're still figuring out, right? right. So as like my colleague Smita was talking was mentioning on a panel yesterday here yeah. at Story Summit. Um knowing your audience right away and being able to build that right away is really essential to your success so if you're looking at yourself as a creative entrepreneur. Right. Right? Some people may participate in story hive and just be like, I just really want to tell this story. Like I, I see myself as an artist that's completely legitimate. Like, should we have to force you to do that? Right. You know, when it's already quite a privileged thing too, to be able to take some time out and make a project, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Make a creative project. Right.
0: Yeah. To be able to have that flexibility in your life to
2: do that. Yeah. And in the, in the short time that I've been a part of story hive, I've had so many people tell me that's a popularity contest and that like breaks my heart. Cause especially there's a lot of people walk through the world, like not feeling confident for lots of societal reasons or whatever. Right. Um, And uh, they're just as talented as the people who feel confident that they can build that audience and so forth. So we're really struggling with that internally. Right. Um, So we, we see both sides because we think like, giving the community a voice to the viewers a voice and saying like, I really want to see yeah, that. This me. sounds awesome. That's yeah, yeah, incredibly yeah. powerful for as sure. well. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're just sort of like, we're very much like a startup. We're very iterative and we're just yeah. trying to figure out what is, what works. That's right. what I've noticed yeah. too. Like
0: the, I think the first edition, the voting p- window was much larger than it is now. Right. Um, and I think we were seeing a lot of voter fatigue, especially because our community is so tight knit that everyone's kind of asking each other, you know, go vote for my sure. project. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, we were we were just hearing about this in this last panel about the nuts and bolts of getting you know, getting being a self starter and getting your project made. And filmmakers kind of have to be everything mm-hmm. these days, mm-hmm. and you kind of have to be able to you know push your your project and be able to either go get a click for a vote or a view on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's such value in that skill. So yeah, I, I think it it kind of is a popularity contest. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because you kind of have to do it.
1: You have to be a marketer as a filmmaker. You just have to. Yeah. Um, And and you can be an introvert and still market. Yeah. I think, um, but how much now is the – just to set the record straight, some people say, well, the voting doesn't even matter. Some people say it's all voting. Is there is voting now one of the components? Is there a jury as well that kind of makes the final selection?
2: There's always been a jury. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. And, right. and so we're figuring out how to communicate that as well. But actually it's just one of the most valuable parts to the people who participate. It's because we have industry experts right. as part of the jury. Right. So you're getting your work seen by people. Right, uh, like, yeah, totally studios, you know, yeah, <laughs> cool. yeah. for example. Wow, that's awesome. um, and uh, yeah, we're voting has become less important because we found that there's just been really good projects where the people couldn't get the votes or didn't bother right. to or whatever and right. they really sh- deserved to be told. And I think that there's a way that we can get the audience to participate, like the community to participate and have a voice without it feeling competitive, right? Right. Because ultimately, what were you doing in the end? I mean, you were community building. Like, yeah, that's exactly right.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So what, so what else? Um, let's let's pretend, and presumably many of our listeners have heard all about Hub, but mm-hmm. in case they haven't, just walk us through all of the different editions that are available right now.
2: We've got music video, web series, digital shorts is happening right now. And the deadline's March 19th. Right. Uh, we just um, granted our em- first ever immersive di- edition. So that was 360 video and a linear film as well. Um, there's the 100K. Right. And, um, oh my gosh, am I missing something? Now? There was a
0: female director's edition, but it was specifically digital, digital shorts. shorts, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Web series. Web oh, web series, of course, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I
1: think so. but documentary, but you can do a documentary in any of those categories, basically. Right? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And we are talking about going longer form as well, oh, too. Fantastic. So, yeah. yeah, Can you tell us more about that? What does that mean? I, no, nothing's <laughs> no, okay, been okay. Star- okay. like, yeah, nothing's written. All right, well, that's done, yeah. that's good yeah. to know that there's a conversation.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, tell us about the 100K because that kind of blew everyone away. I think when that was announced, that, that's... not only when it was announced, but when it was awarded, and there was yeah. more projects than we even way more than yeah. any I think anybody expected. Um, so how did that come about and, and what's that all about?
2: Well, we used to have the, um, optic local fund. Yeah,
0: Right. That was 75, I think, right? Pardon me. So that was 75,000 when it was around? It or? would really, really vary. You're right. Okay. Yeah.
2: And, um, for various reasons that I'm, I'm not privy to, cause it just kind of, the decision was made before right. I started. Okay. Um, um, uh, they decided to fold that brand. Sure. sure. And so we still had this access. Oh, like okay. Community access fund. Right. And they decided to distribute it through the hundred K. Cool. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah,
1: uh, But why 100K and, and how how is there so many? Like, really, like, we, we were thinking, yeah, there's going to be four maybe. And I think there's right. 20 or 25
2: k editions. I think there's 25. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. What? I didn't know it was that many. <laughs> I thought it was, like, t-
0: maybe it was 12 in Alberta or something because I, yeah, I yeah, have 12 yeah. in my head. But that's yeah. uh, no, and I, it, unbelievable. And it's always yeah. half and half yeah. between yeah. the yeah, two yeah, yeah. provinces. Right, right. Yeah.
2: yeah. But, um, like, our budget expands as there's more cable subscribers.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, (laughs) which is great, which is another thing that, you know, as StoryHive was starting and and I I was thinking, well, what a great thing for TELUS Mm -hmm. as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's it is a grassroots way to spread the TELUS brand and get people subscribing because then they can see. All this content that
1: they've, you know, that they care about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I became a telesubscriber subscriber because of Story Hive, because of the the work that is being done. And and that's super know, oh, I'm awesome. sure that's not a unique story at all. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. I think yeah. we should give back to the whoever's giving to us, right? Yeah. Like which yeah. I think it's. And I didn't realize though that. It's related to membership—the amount of money you're you're spending on, uh, not membership, but subscriptions, like cable yeah. subscription. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's very interesting. So the more we do subscribe, so if you're listening, maybe you should subscribe to tell yeah, us. Yeah, if, if you yeah. really,
2: yeah. if you are a person in Fernie and you really want to make a film, like yeah. maybe buy it, tell us because <laughs> we need to give back there. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And you've got
1: you got access to everything that gets made too, right yeah. on a VOD, so yeah. you can see yeah, exactly.
2: Cool.
1: And I mean to see, I mean to see One Hit Die, for example. Yeah. I'm watching Walking Dead. Yeah. And there's a TELUS VOD commercial, but it's one hit die. Mm-hmm. Like that's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. For 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 a local filmmaker that I know yeah. to be getting advertising during one of the biggest shows in the world. Yeah. That's amazing. It it's is. so
2: compelling to watch someone you know, right? Oh, totally. Like yeah. it can be your community or whatever, but then if it's like, yeah, your friend, yeah. Yeah. you're like, I oh my love God. this. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. More yeah. walking dead, more one hit <laughs> die. <Yeah. laughs>
1: The Calgary Film Center is a world-class screen-based production facility, suitably equipped and serviced so you can execute your next project with ease. They have 50,000 square feet of purpose-built sound stages and 25,000 square feet of multi-purpose warehouse and workshop spaces, complemented by their anchor tenant, William F. White. Which is Canada's oldest and largest provider of professional motion picture, television, and digital and theatrical equipment. Uh, at the Calgary Film Center, their aim is to deliver production support for local, national, and international screen industry projects in a purpose-built venue designed to service individual client needs. As well, the Calgary Film Center delivers programs to engage and support innovation and excellence in their film until in the film and television industry. And one of those uh, programs is the uh, Project Lab, which you need to check out. Uh, on calgaryfilmcenter.com if you're looking for some funding for your next project Uh, so again check out calgaryfilmcenter.com and now back to the show so um, uh, I wonder if we could get into the application process a little bit more as well so because I know there are a couple of question marks that kind of come up and it's all in the guidelines I'm sure but just Mm -hmm. just for some of the frequently asked questions I think and one of them that I asked yesterday uh, in the panel is is as as Telus moves into uh, making sure diversity is happening in, in the mm-hmm. projects, which is great. Um, you know, one of the the things that has to happen now is a female creator has to be in one of the the um, key creative, key creative yeah. roles, right? Yeah. So, what are those roles?
2: Writer, director, producer, or DP. Um, okay. I think editor as well as Smeena mentioned and then you can be the head animator for doing an animation edition oh, so that's actually one of the editions <gasps> oh, I forgot of course, yeah. right, yes. <laughs> has there been one of those
0: before in animation there's no been one, one and only oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. Right.
2: It, it didn't receive as many applications as you can imagine just there's not as many people it's such a niche right. kind of thing right. yeah, and so laborious <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: wow yeah that's, that's
2: but but not that like not all filmmaking isn't. Well, and it's super. so interesting
0: to see the contrast of of the the immersive edition, yeah. which got so many. Right, how many did that's that? So tr- did that edition get how many applications?
2: One hundred and sixty-seven. One hundred
1: sixty-seven yeah. for, for which anime?
0: For immersive edition. For immersive, for immersive. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 that's amazing. That's so Where, cool. that seems laborious it's far as well. Less than
2: hundred for animation. Wow, yeah. really? Yeah, okay. all right. yeah. interesting. Okay. Huh. I think the grant amount might have been very appealing to people. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Forty thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. It,
0: but it's also two a pieces. lot. Yeah, it's two pieces, yeah. and the immersive component of it is
1: going to be more expensive to make, right? right? Absolutely.
2: Especially in, like in post. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, one thing that's exciting about and and maybe I should stop calling Telus a broadcaster if 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 that's incorrect. yeah, we're not a broadcaster. Okay. So what so what would Telus be then? A, a cable provider? Is that what's the
2: I think so,
1: or just yeah. a telecom, yeah, or? yeah, um, telco.
2: Okay, okay, yeah.
1: So, so one thing that uh, is interesting because that because Telus is is a private organization, mm-hmm. um, whereas we're used to getting money from a public organization like the Alberta Foundation for the Arts yeah. or the Alberta Media Fund, um, because that's public money. There are certain rules about how it can be used and spent, and some make total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so, for example, I think I think one thing that's interesting is can you can use that money to in whatever way makes sense to get the film made is that correct? is that fair to say without without yeah, without caveat obviously uh, what I'm getting at is we can't buy for example hard equipment no you with, can't with TELUS money you can't okay okay cool right. um not
2: yeah, not to my understanding, but so you do submit a budget with your application yeah. and um that gets moderated as well. So if you don't have a budget that makes sense, you're still eligible to apply, but you will get notes from our team right, to right. adjust it beforehand. Oh, okay. And then you'll also work with your mentor after you're okay. granted cool. to make sure that that's still makes sense. Right. And there's adjustments that happen gotcha. along the way. So
1: el- 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 eligible, costs for your film are not, you couldn't buy like a camera.
2: You can rent, you can rent, right. you can okay. rent anything okay. you want. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you great. can't just like take gifts. home.
1: Uh, and so, what what are, what are some common questions that you might come up against uh, when people are going through the application process?
2: Hmm. Uh, yeah, people definitely want to ask about the voting. Right. Um, I hope we've cleared that up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what do they want to know? They do ask, uh, what should the pitch video look like?
1: Oh, ah, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay.
2: Um, so a lot of people don't do this, but you should go on our website and see which pitches have been successfully right, funded. Of course. But the answer to that really is like, it doesn't have to look any particular way because right. it's really, really varied. We've had a lot of people just talk to camera. Right. Right. And then we've seen people like shoot stuff, like almost as a really mini, mini proof of concept. Right. Um, and they've all been successful. Yeah. Yeah. But so I guess it depends on your project. Right? Depends yeah. on your project, but like, Go and do – that's a great way to do research. Whereas some people might be looking at, like, Kickstarter videos or whatever. We actually link to that in our application. Uh, but you're also on the site. Like, spend some time there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you can see who got it. Yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. 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 And, and, I mean,
0: you have to weigh, you know, am I pitching this story or am I pitching myself as a storyteller? Totally. Or, or is there something like the concept itself or like a sharkosaurus, you know, I don't think it was sold on the story. Yeah. Um, it's just such an awesome concept.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And those are both different strategies yeah, and they, exactly. they've both worked. Right. Exactly. Too. I don't think there's a yeah. wrong answer. It's
0: just, um, what kind of what works best for you?
2: Yeah. And we're looking more and more, um, in terms of what are you doing behind the camera to change up the industry? So if you're like, I'm actually spending a lot of time to find diverse voices in my writer's room, for example, right. mm-hmm. that's really compelling to us. You're doing some kind of like social innovation yeah. on your, on your film project. Right. That's really cool. Right. Awesome. Okay. Yeah.
0: Good to know. Um, so let, let's let's pretend it's a digital short, and you have ten thousand um, mm-hmm. dollars. Is that all you're allowed to spend on that short?
2: No, you're actually um, you're allowed to get other funding. Okay. You actually just can't get like a broadcast license. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: If you've had a broadcast license in the last three years, then you're actually you're not eligible for a Storyhive funding. Right. Day.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. Oh right. Time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yes. True sure mm-hmm. enough. I remember that. Uh, so the um, the the big problem with Storyhive is you own my film for ten years after I make it. Right.
2: Not <laughs> what you do, <don't>? myth. <laughs> yeah, we love that. This is the best part of it. Yeah, in my yeah, head. yeah, creators own all their IP. Yeah, that's great. And uh, in fact, so we got a question the other day that was like, "Oh, what if I wanted to do a film that was you know kind of raunchy or something like that?" Well, all the stuff that we need to put that you delivered a Story Hive has to be like PG or yeah, G, I, right. but you could shoot those other scenes and do your own sort of director's cut and oh, you own that too oh, Yeah, cool. we would want to review it and say whether or not that should have telus branding right. Right. on it but Fair enough. um you made it you, wow. you like that's you awesome. can have it yeah I even,
1: like I, I set you up for that question obviously yeah. but i didn't know that no, that's a very cool kind of interesting side side piece of information yeah yeah. yeah cool so i'm a successful story hive filmmaker mm-hmm. what happens now I got my 10000 got You got the email rate. that yeah. says, congratulations.
0: Yeah. What's the, the very next step?
2: It's the really unsexy part, which is like, <laughs> well, you get the Oprah phone call first, right? You get the Who one.
1: Who gets to like, make those calls?
2: Our project manager.
1: Yeah.
0: That must be a great day. <laughs>
2: yeah. So they do the, you get the Oprah phone call and then, and then you, um, you, You do the business affairs side of it. So, yeah, like we're going back to this a lot, which is that it's great that you get into – filmmaking because you love to be a storyteller or whatever, but it would serve you in life to know how de- to yeah, how yeah. to do other parts. Right. In, of course. It it's work, right? It's yeah, a yeah. job. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so like as, as we heard in the last panel, like it's learn the business. Yeah. They really, really benefit you. So <laughs> this is like one little small yeah. piece of it. Like you go through and fill a very All long contract. Are, yeah, right. well, that's that's amazing.
0: And so perfect. Cause yeah. it's like, what if you've never done anything like this before, what a perf! what a perfect first experience yeah. To like welcome to the film business. Yeah. Here's a contract. Yeah. Right.
2: And it's very friendly. It's not an oh, adversarial yeah, thing yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. And like everyone's super motivated, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's a really fun part, which is like you come to a creators workshop. So that's either this is what know, I wanted to hear about because yeah. I've
1: never been through it, and I'm always jealous of the filmmakers that get to do it. <laughs> it. This sounds so fun.
2: And so it's a it's a day designed that you meet the other people in your cohort, essentially. You know, your digital shorts cohort. So you see other people in the province who are, um, doing this like journey along with you. And then you also meet your NSI mentors and then you meet members of the story Hive team. Um, and we talk about how to work with story hive. Um, there's usually a keynote speaker someone from the industry to talk about filmmaking and their journey and, cool. you know, their are sort of keys to success. Um, hopefully it's a little bit inspiring, <laughs> <laughs>
0: A little bit scary and a little bit inspiring. It's like the perfect balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Um, and then like some one-on-one time for you to um, pitch your project to others, um, meet your mentor, talk about what your process is going to be like. And then your production timeline is like pretty short. So you yeah, pretty much like yeah. get – Sometimes we say like once you get the call, like maybe get to work. Yeah, get to work. Right. yeah. 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 like before you even show up to the workshop. Because <laughs> yeah. that yeah. those weeks go by quickly. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah.
1: Fair enough. <laughs>
0: So what 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 kind of range of experiences in that room for successful storyhive applicants I guess do you do you find a lot of them have have done something before or is it mixed or
2: It's pretty mixed. Yeah, yeah we've had um first time filmmakers um so we we talk about Mayumi Yoshida a lot, who did Akashi, won the top award in BC for the female directors edition. Right. So she, first time filmmaker, goes on to get a Banff fellowship. So she's at the World like Banff World Media Festival, right? yes, yes, yes. meets some NBC people. So she um, enters the NBC Universal Shorts Festival contest, wins outstanding writer. Wow. First Unreal. film unreal yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's going on to do like yeah. bigger and better things like right. i'm you know talking to big 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 yeah. studios Right, cool. um and then there's folks um it's not this is not a dichotomy or whatever no. but there's some more like mid career people yeah that show up and that, like digital shorts is a great chance to do a proof of concept for a feature perhaps. Sure, and sure. we really invite that as well. Awesome. That's um, good to know. and yeah, they might not be meeting with NBC, but we welcome it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. Um, Oh damn it. I had a great question and now I forgotten it.
2: Well, I, one,
1: one spark for me, which is, which is, and maybe we're not there yet. And, and by no means is that a bad thing, but because again, so much amazing stuff and just mm-hmm. money being coming to filmmakers is great. But one, pardon me, problem that I've identified, and I don't know if there's a solution even, but but it was so great to see uh, your colleague uh, on a panel with the Alberta Media Fund mm-hmm. and uh, ATB, who's mm-hmm. doing gap financing. Is bridge there, financing. What's that? Bridge, oh, bridge financing, financing right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got spanked for saying gap financing it's by a bank once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one, one challenge I think filmmakers face is, like, let's say I want to make... Uh, I'll I'll give myself the perfect number a twenty five thousand dollar short film. There's just not a way to do it for less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's say I approach uh, Story Hive and the uh, AFA. Um, so there's two opportunities for the perfect amount of funding I need. How convenient! Is there any way to get those two to talk to get talk with each other? Because the problem is, of course, you can go to one or the other and say, "Look, I need this other chunk of funding that I'm hoping to get." From another source. Mm-hmm. But I but it's not guaranteed. Yeah. So obviously that's not going to be, be very helpful for your application. A jury's gonna look at that and go, well, I, you know, if without this other piece of funding, we can't really fund our side of it. Yeah. So it's a chicken and egg scenario. And I wonder yeah. if there's any way if there's a partnership forming or if there's any discussion happening around something like that where
2: maybe starting today. okay <laughs> <right, good>, <laughs> Certainly yeah, t- not at the moment.
0: I mean, that is that is, you know, the grant system in Canada, you know, is amazing. And I know for a fact that. Hollywood is is jealous that it exists because yeah. they don't have anything like it. But it, there is an issue with the amount of time and uncertainty in the waiting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way around that. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, you kind of have to cobble a few grants together, and and yeah. that's a that's a massive challenge. Right. And it's so it's so calendar based. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that is kind of an issue that filmmakers yeah. face. Yeah. I, I mean, uh,
1: I wonder if I wonder if a solution. As I think about it myself, I wonder. I wonder if. I, like I said, we you know we heard some really cool stuff from ATB yesterday yeah. about about loans, and they have this obviously they have Alberta Booster and this thing called Lender, which sounds really cool. Um, sounds really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm like I, I wonder this. how many folks are using it. I don't know yeah. about this, yeah. but le- so I think it's Lender or Lenders, and it's a program where they they identify people who are in- interested in investing in the arts, but it is not a grant; it is a loan. So so you can put your project up on this this platform that they have. And if you can reach half of your funding goal from these independent right. financiers, uh, ATB will come in with the other half. Oh, cool. But the total amount is still a loan. But what I what what I'm thinking is, okay, well what if what if you know I can I can get some story hive money and then I get a loan for the rest of what I need and then apply yeah, to this AFA. is where it gets dicey yeah. because you have to you'd have to have started You're your rolling project the dice, in time. Right, but you yeah. could theoretically get money after the fact from the AFA. Anyway, yeah, it, this is this. These are the problems we face as filmmakers. We're trying to cobble together these different sources of financing. It's hard. It, it, it is, is hard. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think Story Hive. The beauty of it is that it, it actually is really easy money. It is like yeah. as someone who had to write grants for a really long right? time yeah. um, and do all that reporting or whatever, like. Sorry, I was like piece of cake. It's yeah. pretty easy, and actually, <laughs> By the turnaround design. time. Yeah,
1: right. The turnaround <laughs> time is not that bad. I mean, compared to oh, totally. Yeah. Like you can wait, yeah, you can wait. You can four to back. six months. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. So, I mean, we really strive to be an easy funder so that right. you can focus on other things.
0: Okay. Do you is there has there become kind of a ratio in your head about um, how many applicants there are versus how many projects are funded? Kind of in a in a typical round, let's say a digital shorts round. Do you have any sort of
2: it's not a race. Like, like we well, just like know. generally,
0: you know, generally, let's say we finance 10 projects and there are 100 applicants. Is there, yeah. is that, are there metrics like that that exist in the store world that you, or is it kind of random? No, because
2: it's just been hard. Like you're not comparing apples to apples, right? Yeah. right? Especially when you're doing the different editions, yeah, of right? Course. Like we just spoke about animation to immersive it's totally yeah, different yeah. we actually just come into each um, jury room knowing how much money we have to spend right irregardless of how many applications oh, okay. we received oh let's get yeah. to it yeah.
1: yeah okay cool so uh, going back to that that filmmaker who theoretical filmmaker who was successful with with a story have application attends uh, the what was it called the the creators workshop creators workshop yeah well, um, gets their mentor and now they get their $10,000 right away Oh, that was my question. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What's the what's the cash flow like?
2: Um
1: Or their hundred thousand dollars? I actually
2: haven't seen the contract. Oh, okay. 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 So um I, 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 I wonder yeah, if I have, you I, could I, ask a friend and yeah. see what their contract look like.
1: I am teeing you up, which is that there are drawdowns. There, I just don't know specifically how much and when. Yeah, yeah. Um but so I mean for the listeners we could say you don't get all your money up front.
2: You don't get but yeah, uh, But on the hundred K I think
1: it's not as bad as a lot. I think you get a lot of it up front. Yeah.
2: I mean, the reality is, it's this is hard. Like, people have had to take out loans. They've had to yeah. ask for big, big favors. Yeah, we're very aware of that. Like, yeah. we want to do better on that front. On the other hand, yeah. can you give a hundred percent? Like from that's, the get-go, that's dicey. No. Yeah, that's very that's <laughs> a sure. huge gamble on our yeah, part. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, and I mean, the same goes for any. You know, if you're playing at the hundred thousand dollar level, like sure, it's it's not a lot of money. And you know, if you're if you're thinking about a million dollar movie. Which actually, it's, that's actually not not too bad at all. But yeah, um,
2: yeah, a like, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, the tel-
0: you know, the telephone micro budget program, which we yeah. went through a couple of years ago, was only 127. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's not that much bigger. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we had to take out a loan for that, and we're still paying that back, and that's just yeah. part of filmmaking, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, at least there's a hundred thousand that you can start with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, story hive, you know we we it's first money in, which is such a rare thing, yeah. right, on any project because most. Most people want to be last money in, right? Most yeah. people want to be that final piece, and it's that's an impossible chicken to egg scenario. When <laughs> yeah. everybody wants yeah. to be last money in, yeah. well, okay, Somebody, somebody's got to yeah. step yeah. up. Somebody's got to step up first. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's yeah. like the dance floor. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great analogy, actually. I love that. Yeah, yeah going to totally use that for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: But I'm like in that analogy, like who's the DJ that just plays Michael Jackson? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just like forces everybody else?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
2: is just... that Story High? <laughs> <laughs> story Hive is the DJ, He's the DJ, and it's just
0: Billy Jean on a loop. Yeah. Um. So, what are some challenges that Story Hive, if you can speak candidly, mm-hmm. that Story Hive is having, or uh, or some you know some things that you're bumping up against, or feeling like um filmmakers could maybe help with or, or just know, or is there,
2: Hmm. What a generous question. I think, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: No, I just think like, you know, like it's, we, everyone assumes that granting organizations or, mm-hmm. you know, telecoms or whoever are these big brother esque, you know, these shadowy figures that are doling out money to, you know, us peasants, but, but that's never the case. <laughs> that's never the case. And we learned this through telephone, especially was there, yeah. there are people like us and they're passionate about what we're doing and they're there yeah. and they're accessible and they have issues too. And we can help them with those issues. Yeah. Um, long long way about asking that question i think but
2: um i was thinking yesterday that the thing that makes our job like joyful is the people right so if you're a really engaged filmmaker with us like we give you the money and you really participate and you're Grateful, like I don't. I don't mean that in like sending like like sending us like fruit baskets (laughs) or anything like that. But I think
1: engaged is the right word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are those people who take the money and then you never hear from them. Yeah, that's not so good.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I I don't mean to make us sound like we're completely benevolent or whatever, but it's a very special opportunity that you get to learn in this way. Right. And people who really make the most, like. The people who are really engaged do get the most out of it because they make the most out of it, right? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. They're putting in a lot. That's into like any. The that's like any situation. Like but yeah. Any situation. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, when we're really strapped for time and we're feeling like we're putting in those really long hours, when we get like a nice note from a creator, like we're like, okay, we'll, we'll keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it, it shocks me how how some filmmakers perceive this opportunity as something negative, or, or feel like, well, I didn't make it, and I'm uh i'm mad at them now it's or feel like they deserve it yeah right? and, and yeah. that's like and they're that's, owed this or? and like you say with this filmmaker who had the nbc shorts success like mm-hmm. like you want that for everyone absolutely and 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 i i feel like people don't get that that it's like of course they want you to succeed because then they can say you know we were the we did this that yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. we made that so of course they want filmmakers to succeed It's it's silly to me well and it's <laughs> such a clear like it's such a clear
0: path to growth that we've never really had before. And because you have that mentorship component and because you have that training component, this is a, this is a perfect first step in a, in a filmmaking career Mm -hmm. or second step in a filmmaking career. And, and because you've, you know, know, if you continue to have these conversations with a telefilm and, and people who can help provide that, that second step, right. Then suddenly there is a path that a lot of filmmakers can walk. That's kind of laid out for them that will help shepherd them into a fulfilling career in this industry, which is, insanely difficult. Yeah. Um but I don't think it's been a easier than it is today.
2: Hopefully. Um, yeah. This
0: is a great way of blowing smoke up your ass, but I but I believe it as well.
1: Um, <laughs> no, to be but to be honest, I remember sitting in a Starbucks and seeing a poster for Four Story Hive and not really knowing what it was. This was my yeah. first interaction with it and seeing but it laid it out like $10,000 for for a short film for grants digital shorts. Yeah. And I was like there's something. This is no. too good There's, to be so true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It's well,
0: and for me, I was thinking it's the voting. That's the you know. It's this is us telest- promoting themselves, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think was was not true, but but I think we were missing right the vision of of you know what the long game was. Right. Yeah, think, yeah.
2: I'd say another thing that would really help us is just more of the community building. Like if filmmakers go out and find other people to participate, because we really want to expand it. We keep on going oh. back to this diversity and inclusion. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. But we're really looking for stories that haven't been told before. Right. And so like a lot of people who have been successful with us, like want to come back and get more money. And we're like, great, we love you. We want to yeah. work with you more, but it'd be so awesome if you knew someone who was up yeah. and coming, that was just like a talent that we couldn't reach because Whose story they're hasn't been told yet. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. Right. Like, they're in Fort Mac and like, we just frankly can't get there and right. we don't have the relationships there right. yet. Um, and to get, more indigenous storytellers, right. more women, more people of color to be able to like just to give them that support and say your story is important too. Yeah. What you have to say, like should be funded by Story Hive right. as well. That would be huge. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, hopefully people are listening to that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so are you finding that um a lot of the applications are coming in are kind of one or two person teams? Like how many how many come in more fully formed with that larger kind of creative team?
2: It's kinda of hard to say because yeah. we can only see what is shown on the application. So right. sometimes people oh, have Oh, fair enough, sure. Theme, okay, yeah. But it's right. not represented because you have to create a profile in the creator directory and right. sometimes like for different reasons, yeah. like time strapped or whatever. Like the people Or you're might the one au-
0: doing the grant and they're you know yeah, doing something yeah, yeah, else yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, so we can definitely see people like groups of story hive people in like in different permutations. Right go up there and we're like, Oh, that looks fully formed or whatever. But it like another team was just like one person on the application could very, barely... could have a team of, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Right, right, yeah right, so right. hard to say.
0: Yeah. But, but it is, you know, kind of a, a good way to put your best foot forward. If you can have, diversity and inclusion and equality within that application, I would think. Right.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Show that you are
0: bringing in, you know, other voices into your project.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we actually have a space in the application for you to express that too. So it used to be very checkbox, right? Like, do you have a woman? Yeah. It's
0: like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll find one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And like, um, say you were gender non-binary or trans or something. We didn't have a checkbox for that. Um, that in itself could be problematic or whatever. But so we just have a oh, blank text right. field now Tell us about, that says, right. yeah, well, what are you doing to make the right. industry right. better, essentially? <laughs> <laughs> and interpret that any way that you want. Sure. Yeah, and talk cool. to us. Yeah. yeah.
1: Great. What what about that? Is, is there can I can I call? Can I while I'm working on my applications, if I if I have a question, the guidelines I'll mm-hmm. go to the guidelines first, make sure mm-hmm. I, I still don't understand. Is there someone I can reach out to? Is it that...
2: Yeah, we encourage folks to um, email us at storyhive at telus.com. Cool. And you should get an answer within twenty four hours. Cool. Really? Crazy. Um and this time for digital shorts. I don't know if the, the episode's gonna air before then, but it will it will. Okay. It's to... Um
1: yeah, it's probably Monday. Tomorrow, Monday? Oh, yeah. Okay, perfect.
2: <laughs> because um this Friday, so March 16th, 16th we're doing an ask me anything on facebook live oh, I and saw that. instagram that's so cool so we're really just trying to like be very very open right now oh, because yeah we don't want to be these like shadowy figures yeah exactly yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> um and we want you to feel like you can do it cool like that the application shouldn't be like oh i've, I've got to take a week off work to make like the perfect 60 second video or right. whatever that you you just try right you know yeah yeah cool. yeah
1: What would you say is the most common mistake people make on their applications?
2: I don't think there is one. No, I mean, I, I, I think the only answer I can think of is like that you haven't done your research. Okay, which would be very applicable to a a lot of grant applications, or if you were like doing a pitch to the media or something like that, and it all just sounded very generic. Like, um, I would look at things that had been funded before, especially from your um region. Right. Um not to pick on these people, but w- okay, for example, we get a lot of pitches from folks that uh want to do like a road trip movie. So right. they're like basically like, oh, like I'm gonna go on an adventure with my best friend. Right. So, and we'll just film it as we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Not only is that like, well, I'm obviously just paying for your vacation, but right. that's not interesting. <laughs> yeah, like and right. that's Where's been done story? a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, what's before, the story there? Yeah. Right. You know? Um yeah. Yeah. Look at things that have won the top awards and you have a sense of what our sensibility is. Okay. Yeah.
0: Right. That's a great that's great advice for sure.
1: Um, Can you can you speak to that a little bit more about like you alluded to maybe some some big names or some important eyes being on your films and your pitches when you're when you're applying Mm -hmm. who might kind of make up the jury. Can we talk about that or is that secret.
2: Um, I don't think I can name specific names. No, right, of course. Names. Not names, yeah. Um, but we fly in people from all over North America. Okay. Um, cool. We've had folks from Much Music, um, Bronze Studios, Sony. Cool. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> That's DHX. awesome. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: But why fly them in? Can they not just watch remotely? Is that not. What do they no, sit in a room? Like and we, we all sit in, in a room right. for a couple, couple hours. Right, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs>
0: that's exciting all right cool so so you've, you've said a little bit about um, regional focus mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that um and you you mentioned that it was a split between Alberta and BC mm-hmm. right which makes me so pleased to be in Alberta yep. because there's <laughs> a lot fewer filmmakers there's
1: something to be said for that for
0: sure yeah um, but you then you also said something about like subscribing in Fernie because then it shows demand there is that how you work your metrics a little bit, too? Is, like, if there are subscribers in, the, like, in Fort Mac, for instance, it's, that more yeah. money can go to Fort Mac specifically? Or is it more regional? It's
2: part of our CRTC mandate. It has to, oh. like, so, how how Yeah, it's how proportional specific. to our, our profits in whatever region. Like, are, you, like yeah. are, they, are we talking,
0: like, counties specifically or province kind of thing? Like, how specific does that get?
2: I'm not sure. Okay. Like, I know that, like, Vancouver, Calgary, and Edmonton are their own. Right regions right and then there might be like southern okanagan okay but i don't oh I don't know that's how, so cool yeah because <laughs>
0: yeah. i i remember there was an edition once where it was focused on not the big yeah cities, there was a right? music
2: video small edition. town small music, yeah. Town yeah. music yeah. Video. yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Right. and it, i think that was one sort of uh mechanism to try to solicit more applications right well. and activate those yeah. kind of filmmakers yeah yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: cool
1: well we're running out of time, but I, I wonder if you can give us any tidbits about the future of Story Hive. What's the what's coming up next? What's mm. anything?
2: <laughs> Why don't we the do this conversation edition. again yeah, right. <laughs> in a couple months? Because there sure. are gonna be some really exciting okay. things. Right. I'm excited um, just knowing there's exciting things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then I, I think like we've all been thinking a lot since the female director edition. Um mm. because Produced, that, to me, that
0: was a, a paradigm shift in Story Hive. Yes. For me. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. We, yeah, we talk about it probably similar... daily. Yeah. Because it just so shifted in terms of what we think that we could do with yeah. this program. Yeah. You know, so many women said, I never would have thought I would make a film yeah. that I should even like make an application yeah. and they did and they mm-hmm. and that like that changed their sense of self well we heard this story know? from wow. from
0: one of the filmmakers in, in Edmonton right yeah Stephanie yeah, I'm forgetting uh,
2: Stephanie this is Simpson not, yeah where right? yeah. she yeah.
0: was she was saying that uh, there was a stage of women and, and the question yeah. was if it wasn't specifically female directors how many of you would not have applied right. and yeah. like six her out of seven and her
1: sister were yeah. at a film festival in, in Vancouver or something yeah. and somebody asked that question would you have applied and it was yeah
0: it was like six out of seven said they would not, not have applied. applied yeah yeah, yeah. That's amazing. How amazing to me. is that? Yeah.
2: And it was the, the edition that had the most social media engagement right. at that time. Oh really? Most amount of applications. Wow. So it actually like most
0: applications of all.
2: Wow. Oh, like man, not was... ever, but, no, like, but like, at like at that time. Right. So it really disrupted what we thought would happen. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Like it didn't ghettoize women. It actually just
0: empowered up. them. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Um, and so I think you'll see some initiatives that are um Built on kind of the same model right. and thinking. Yeah. Cool,
1: that's <laughs> great, great. Well, thank you so much for this time and, and yeah, for I really clearing up it. some of the myths and uh, and for existing. This is really, this is really fun. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> Not scary at all. Not yeah. scary. <laughs> Yay! All right. Thank yes, you, thanks
0: again, Megan. Megan, for sitting down with us. Um, yeah, we, we ended up uh, being at her table for lunch shortly afterwards. Yeah. So we just kind of kept yeah kept the conversation going. But yeah, uh, totally. she's great and, and totally you know open uh, to to reach out and chat with her. Um, yeah, yeah. She said she's she's passionate about our
1: success. So without a doubt, yeah.
0: Uh, okay, let's get back into the uh, news you can use uh, every week, brought to you by uh, Bleeding Art Industries uh, with a hot tip of the week. Uh, this one is uh, actually fits in really well with, with a lot of the stories that we heard at Story Summit um, about persistence and passion. Uh, the 2017 Oscar for live action short was won by The Silent Child, and writer Rachel Shedden and director Chris Overton worked for 12 years on that project. Uh, Rachel's passion to tell the story was fueled by her father's sudden profound deafness when she was a young child, uh, and you know, quote-unquote overnight success in the film industry usually means overnight recognition, but the journey to success can take years. Um, and they said this a lot of stories on how, you know, we all see the end, but we don't see how long it took to get there. True that. Um, and a lot of people aren't necessarily willing to put in that work or don't understand how long that takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, persistence and passion for your project is a must. Rachel and Chris pursued crowdfunding and their parents sold 1,000 British pounds worth of cupcakes to contribute. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's just one of those things. It can be a long, hard road, but believing in yourself and having passion for your project will fuel your journey and inspire support. It just might not happen overnight. Uh, bleeding uh, visit BleedingArt uh, at BleedingArt.com and follow them on Facebook and Twitter uh, for more tips like this and uh, we, we look forward to sharing uh, the next one
1: yeah for sure so uh, coming right up is the next story hive uh, speaking of story hive story hive digital shorts edition uh, deadline is March 19th at noon and that's ten thousand dollars in production funding to to tell your story so um, be sure to get your application in you get uh, this this is I think did did Megan say this was the biggest one they've done uh, forty grants of ten thousand dollars, as far as most handed out. I think. I think um, so. Yeah. So that wow. Means, that means twenty coming to Alberta. So pretty good shot uh, at ten thousand dollars. So uh, I would highly recommend applying. Uh, the Western Canadian Music Awards
0: are now accepting Breakout West nominations, which is uh, they have a, the category for Visual Media Composer of the Year. Uh, so this award will be presented to a composer of music for media including but not limited to film, television, and video games, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, In order to be eligible, the work must be released commercially and cannot have been previously nominated within 24 months of the deadline, which is March 21. Uh, So for full guidelines um, and categories, check out the show notes or visit uh, breakoutwest.ca.
1: Spring 2018 member screening uh, call for submissions is uh, now open from the CSIF. So so this is the event that CSIF puts on. uh, regularly uh, screening their member films. And it's all happening at Theater Junction Grand, which if you haven't been to a screening there yet, it's just fantastic. I was at Artifact over the weekend and uh, what a great place to, uh, to have uh, your film shown. So the deadline for submissions is Friday, March 23rd at midnight. And you want to uh, send a link to your recently completed film made after May 2016 with a synopsis and filmmaker bio to programming at csif.org.
0: Uh, We talked about a little bit uh, at the break, but uh, the Calgary Film Center's Project Lab 2018 is uh, open for submissions. This will be the second year that the Project Lab happened. uh, And this year, they will be supporting emerging filmmakers with existing micro-budget feature productions that are either ready to shoot uh, or requesting completion funds for post-production work. Uh, They will sponsor and resource two feature film projects this year. Um, You can apply by visiting calgaryfilmcenter.com. The deadline is Friday, March 30th at 1600, so 4 p.m. Word of caution here, do not consider that to be the end of the month because that's the 31st of March. Um, So yeah, Friday, March 30th at 4 p.m., applications that uh, deviate from the format of their uh, guidelines will uh, not advance to the jury. So last year was a little bit flexible because I think they were still kind of figuring out how best to use uh, the project lab, and now they've figured it out. So um, you really want to make sure that you're
1: adhering to those guidelines. For sure uh the earl parker award for jewish film the edmonton jewish film festival is coming up soon and they are announcing the uh the opening of the earl parker award for jewish film this is a thousand dollar award uh named in honor of earl parker who's an edmonton lawyer who is known for his love of jewish culture uh and the award will be presented at the edmonton jewish film festival reception on may 6th 2018 and eligible projects must of course be related to jewish identity themes or culture and they may be fictional or non fictional Uh, Fictional. Uh, Applicants uh, must be engaged in a film or video project at any stage of production, including but not limited to script writing, storyboarding, cinematography, post-production, as well as seeking distribution for a finished film. Um, So this is kind of cool. Normally, an an award is kind of for a finished film, but you you can apply for this for kind of any stage of the process, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Deadline to submit is uh, April 2nd, 2018. And I would just Google the Edmonton Jewish Film Festival for more information. Yeah, for sure. Uh so Matt,
0: um I don't know how much you know about collective agreements um or production agreements with unions and stuff. Um more than I want. But <laughs> what but I'm sure you do know is that those aren't just, you know, IASC doesn't just set the race willy-nilly, um, nor does ACTRA, uh, nor does the DGC. They actually negotiate with um an organization, uh, a national organization called the CNPA, which is the uh Canadian Media Producers Association. Yes, yeah, sir. So um there is an organization. If you're a producer that is negotiating on your behalf um, to uh, to come to these agreements, so uh, the agreements for uh, the DGC and ACTRA are expiring on December 31st of this year, and which means that Cmpa is going to be undergoing another round of negotiations. But uh, to prepare for those, they want to meet uh, Cmpa members from around the country, so they're doing this kind of road trip to you know talk about uh, maybe some pain points that you're having or, or some of, some opinions that producers might be having about these agreements and. Uh, how they can better negotiate on your behalf. So if you are a CMPA member, uh, you are invited to join for consultation sessions uh, coming up uh, pretty quick here, uh, this week actually. Um, in Edmonton, it's happening at the Fairmont Hotel McDonald on March 14th from noon to 2 p.m. Uh, and in Calgary, it's happening at the Sheridan Suites, Calgary Eau Claire from 11.30 to 1.30 p.m. on March 16th. Uh, so you uh, they are confidential discussions among CMPA members, so you must be a member and an RSVP in order to attend. Uh, you can RSVP, um, by emailing Dean Karanovic. Oh my gosh. Uh, maybe just check out the show notes for that email address <laughs> or, uh, just Google CMPA. I'm sure they've got it, uh, on their website as well. Yes.
1: Uh, Phil Frazier, the late, great Phil Frazier, uh, one of the founders of Ampia and, uh, just a, a life of huge life of broadcasting and, and filmmaking. Um, he passed away recently and there's a memorial happening in Edmonton, uh, for, uh, just remembering him and his life. Uh, it's happening March 23rd from two to 5 PM with the program begin, uh, beginning at two thirty. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you, you should definitely make it uh, to that if you can, because, um, we've got to, we've got to remember to, uh, honor those who came before us and, uh, and I think it would be a cool event to attend for any filmmaker. Probably very inspiring, I would think.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: You can check out uh, philfraser.ca. That's F-I-L-F-R-A-S-E-R.ca for more information. Uh, Faba's
0: seventh annual Faba Fest, which is a film and video arts festival, springs into action on April 17th. And it lasts for five days. Is this, has it always been five no, days? No, I think this is new. This is awesome. Yeah. Uh, during the week, they'll showcase films by Fava filmmakers in Best of the Fest screenings with a diverse range of content and style. Uh, they're parting with Dead Fest on Thursday night to bring a screening of Edmonton cult favorite Hello, Mary Lou. Prom Night 2, where the audience can get dolled up in their best or goriest 80s prom attire. Uh, this is so cool. Uh, the, the, the Friday night feature event is a 25th anniversary screening of two brothers, a girl and a gun, with a rare opportunity to see it in 35mm print. Uh, followed by a Q&A with filmmaker uh, Bill Hornaker and actor Sean Johnson. Nice. Um, uh, uh, there's so much to say. Uh, yeah, there's just so much to say. So just check out yeah, Fava.ca uh, and then check out FavaFest. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So uh, very cool. And uh, if you're in Edmonton, you must, you must attend this. And if you're in Calgary, see if you can get up to attend it as well. For sure. Uh, or anywhere else outside of the big cities.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Monograph is pleased to present Amanda Dawn Christie's first feature-length film called Specters of Shortwave. Uh, this event is for invited guests, uh, and admission is pay by donation or pay what you can. Um, and it's happening at the, uh, M media screening room, um, which is a really cool space that I haven't been to in a while. Um, but it's happening on March 28th, 2018 from eight to 10 PM. Um, and I, it appears it's being presented by monograph and it says here 35 millimeter to 2k video with 5.1 surround sound. I'm not quite sure what that means, but I think that's cool if, either way if it's being presented on 35 or 2K. Um, so it sounds like a cool project. Um, I'm not sure how you get uh, invited, but I would check in with M Media uh, if you're interested in seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so if you're thinking of applying for uh, Telefilm's Talent to Watch program this year um, or, or next year or kind of or thinking about marketing your film in general, uh, the Talent to Watch program has a pretty specific marketing component. Um, and I know we get asked about it a lot. You know, how, how did you go about doing that? Um, and FABA has a, a workshop coming up. It's kind of an e-learning workshop. So you can probably take this if you're based in Calgary or uh, Red Deer or Lethbridge or, you know, any of the other towns that are yeah. um, interested in the program. So this is put on by a company called Magnify Digital. It uh, is planning a series of discoverability workshops to equip filmmakers and producers across Canada with the tools and expertise to meet the marketing requirement for, requirements of the Telefilm Talent Watch application. So it's specifically designed... For this application, wow. uh, they'll be training filmmakers too, to define their target audience, conduct and analyze market research, shape an actionable strategy, and identify key performance indicators, indicators which help them meet the application requirements of the Talent Watch program. Loaded with free tools uh, as well as tips and case studies, it is a two-part virtual workshop, two times two hours, uh, that shows you how to build digital marketing strategies. So they're talking about identifying audiences, social media, preparing your one-page promotion distribution strategy. Very, very cool. Um, So it's going to be delivered uh, on an e-learning platform that offers visuals of the trainer and the the slide deck, along with live chat and tech support. Um, The first virtual workshop will take place uh, the week of March 19th, which allows uh, time for participants to apply their learning uh, for the applications, which are due April 16th to 23rd. So, yeah, it's actually a little bit sooner, I think, for applications, right? Am I right about that? Uh, April 16th or...
1: April 16th is when the the window opens for the partner organizations to submit. So right. likely so, yeah. your so, partner organization is much sooner. For yeah. example, FAVA's is March 22nd.
0: Right. So you you would probably need to take your learnings uh, from this workshop and, and apply them pretty quickly. Yes. Um. So it's $199 plus GST uh, for both of the sessions together. Uh, if you're interested, please contact Heather at programming at fava.ca as soon as possible to uh, book a spot.
1: Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of the telephone talent to watch program, uh, the FAVA info session is happening Thursday, March 15th at six thirty at the FAVA admin office. So if you're thinking of submitting to the telephone talent to watch program, uh, I would hit up this, uh, this info session as well. CSI've already had one a little while ago. Um, and we're going to be bringing you the audio of that very soon, but if you'd like to attend the info session, um, you're going to want to check in with FAVA. And uh, I don't know if you have to sign up or, or not, but I'd give them a shout and see if you can get uh, on the list there. Maybe even if you're in Calgary, if you're serious about uh, checking it out and you missed the CSIF one um, or anywhere in the province, uh, March 15th, 6.30 p.m. FAVA's deadline to apply to the to the um, Talent to Watch program is uh, just a couple days later, March 22nd. So um, now is crunch time if you're trying to get your applications in. So uh, an info session, I'm sure, would be very helpful.
0: Uh, NUTV, which is uh, the University of Calgary's uh, film program, uh, is putting on uh, the, a summer film school and it provides beginner filmmakers with a crash course and all the skills you need to bring a story to life on camera. So if uh, you're just new to this uh, and you want to kind of learn how to make movies, this is a great program to go through. Uh, it runs from May to September and will require an availability of two to three days a week. Um, so it's a full on summer school, uh, which is great. Um for more information, uh, there's lots there's lots to know about it, but check out uh, send your application to ed at nutv.ca uh, by this Friday is actually when uh, when the deadline to apply is, so I probably want to check it out sooner than later.
1: And uh, another set etiquette and protocol uh, course happening very soon. uh, This time, instructed by Gail Kennedy. Actually, she seems to be be doing them fairly regularly, which is great. Uh, (laughs) Developed uh, by industry unions and taught by industry professionals, this workshop is a must for those considering film and television careers, is what the info says. And it's uh, not lying, it it literally is a must to get uh, into the Directors Guild of Canada or Iatsi, which is where you can start working on some of the bigger shows that come to town. Um, the, uh, this one is happening on, uh, looks like, March 23rd at 6 p.m., um, and it is happening at the Iatsi local building, um, and it's $40 for uh, members, non-members, permits, and, and uh, anybody else. So uh, you can check out uh, the show notes for more information on that.
0: Uh, not this upcoming Saturday, but the week following on March 24th uh csif is hosting a blocking for film workshop uh hosted by a gentleman named matt waterworth who will be uh kind of sharing everything there is to know about blocking starting with blocking theory uh you know learning from the masters throughout film history um and uh yeah you could probably speak to this better than i can matt
1: (laughs) (laughs) no i mean that's that's kind of the, the short version of it i'm looking forward to it uh um, but yeah, that's, uh, the other pieces that I want to get, uh, participants hands on, uh, with some actors and, uh, you know, seeing, uh, seeing how their own blocking and blocking plans can work, Right. Yeah. Uh, and getting on their right. feet with it. Yeah.
0: Very cool. So, uh, you have to register via Eventbrite and the deadline to register for the course is March 19th. Uh, it's $120 for members, 160 for non-members. And again, that's happening Saturday, March 24th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Check out csaf.org, uh, and just navigate through the workshops tab to, uh, to find more information.
1: Awesome. So, a uh, couple of things shooting uh, as usual. Winona Earp continues in season three here, uh, and Tin Star is shooting season two. Um, let us know if you've got a. Oh, I guess Christmas cupcakes. Just Christmas cupcakes started yeah. uh, on Sunday. That's uh, right. Just went to camera. So, congrats to them. And if you've got a, a, sh- a project you're shooting, we'd love to talk about it. So, let us know. Uh, info at or what is it? Hello at uh, abfilmcast.ca is our email address. If you want right. to share some of that information with us. Yeah, we always love to share that with the community. Uh, okay, recommendations for the week. Oh, we usually prepare these beforehand. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm I'm going to recommend uh, the that graphic design. We were talking a little bit actually off off mic with uh, Megan about how you know I think some of the uh, the Storyhive projects, um, and I think a lot of filmmakers, including myself, we, we all think we can do it all, and and we try to try to you know, and, and sometimes we can do a lot of stuff really well. But graphic design seems to be the area where you may not want to just leave it to to yourself in the jack of all trades to uh, to get something that's um, something that's great uh, or, or at least, you know, looks looks decent enough to look professional. So, right. Um, so, yeah, I would highly recommend, uh, you know, if you, if you have uh, any need for a, a poster or a box art for your Story Hive project, get in touch with me. I, I have a wonderful graphic designer. She happens to be the graphic designer for this show. Uh, and I live with her, so uh, what? so Britt can help you out if you're interested. She's she's very interested in getting more involved with movie posters and things like that. So if you need, yeah, she's great. She's designer, designed our
0: logo, our business cards, yeah, and yeah, all that
1: stuff, um, yeah. I would love to connect you. So that is my recommendation.
0: Mine is uh, a new website that I discovered in my uh, my exploration journey with this new movie that we're trying to get made. Um, because I wanted to, you know, I was I was thinking about what movies do I feel share a look. Mm. Uh, with jones and right so i was trying to you know identify a look that i liked and a look that felt appropriate for the tone that i'm going for um and i stumbled across a website called film grab do you know about this website no i don't it's super cool so it's uh film grab.com okay and uh it's it's basically designed to just kind of look at what movies look like so they they just i don't know who runs this website but they're still active and they just go through movies and just pull you know some iconic shots um And, and just create they've got this massive library of some of the best shot films uh, ever made and you can just <clears throat> it's just a great way to visually scan through because they've, they've got the arranged just by photo not even the title until you hover over it oh cool so if you find a photo that looks oh that kind of looks like the movie that that I want to make you can click in see more shots from it interesting it's a great way to create you know a visual lookbook or uh, you know find some movies that really have a look that uh, that you like so yeah film dash grab.com. Uh, and, and definitely check it out. It's very cool.
1: What a fantastic tool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much as usual to Briar for putting all the news and deadlines and info together. If you've got anything you want to let us know about, uh, you know, you can email us at hello at ab And that kind of puts things in her world and our world. And we'd love to share what's going on in your world. If you've got job calls or, or screenings, whatever it is, we want to, we want to hear about it. Yeah, absolutely. And also thanks to Chad, uh, who does our music, uh, Britt, who does our graphic design, and Seth, who edits the podcast every week. Couldn't do this without those four folks, so thank you so much to them. Absolutely. Um, as we
0: said before, if you want to reach out to us, uh, please do so at hello at abfilmcast.ca or find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud, all at AB Filmcast. Uh, and, of course, please subscribe on iTunes. It actually does help... Uh, itunes push the podcast into uh the five stars yeah. And, yeah exactly and five stars please yeah uh okay so let's get into a final uh, message from our sponsor Afpa, the Alberta post production association and then once you are finished listening to that
1: go so don't make something
0: The Alberta Filmmakers Podcast is proudly sponsored by APA, the Alberta Post-Production Association. APA represents technical and creative professionals working behind the scenes in editing, sound, and visual effects. Our members live here in Alberta and support producers with expertise in picture editing, color grading, graphic design, compositing, audio post, music scoring, and so much more. For more information about post-production, visit APA online at albertapost.org.